And there's a core thing that I keep coming back to when it comes to being an entrepreneur. If you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, you have no issue probably planning intentionally for your business. Or maybe maybe you do have some issues planning. But in general, I find that successful women would never dream of showing up to a meeting unprepared. They would never dream of showing up to a sales call with a client unprepared. They would never dream of getting up on stage and speaking to an audience unprepared. But when it comes to their nutrition and fitness, it's like all of their skills of planning and preparation just vanish. And they're just like a little blob of like confusion. I don't know what to do, right? And and it just blows my mind. I'm like, you are a successful, powerful woman. What is happening here? That is my good friend, Heather McConaughey. She is a registered nurse turned nutritionist. She helps successful women lose fat with sustainable nutrition without fat diets or forbidden foods. After working as a nurse for over six years and dealing with her own weight loss struggles, she was sick and tired of not seeing results. She hired a coach, studied, and received her nutrition certification and saw incredible changes to her body, energy, and mood. She started coaching others in May 2017 and has helped hundreds of women via her coaching programs, digital courses, and podcasts. She lives in Austin, Texas, and works with clients across the United States. Today, we're going to talk about Heather's own journey and also what are three to five common myths when it comes to nutrition for women, especially in our 40s and beyond. Most of my audience and clients are in expert-based business like you guys, right? And we know the mental bandwidth is sacred. So I also asked Heather, you know, what are her top tips when it comes to meal planning and exercise? This is all coming up for you in this episode. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Kelly Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Hi there. Welcome to today's episode. I'm so happy to invite Heather come to the show. And before we dive in, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the Power of One Framework Hybrid Group Coaching Program. We just opened up the enrollment for 2022 for limited time. This program is for Christian coaches, consultants, and kingdom leaders that you know it's time to get serious about leveling up for both you and your business. You have worked pretty hard to bring in some clients, created great results for them, but it's not consistent enough. You desire for more, not just to reach six-figure revenue, but a broader and more profound impact in your industry as God has given you a specific message to steward. 
be a pioneer in your industry, meaning you probably do something different than your peers. Now, if that's so, then I would like to invite you to access to a complimentary benchmark assessment and also masterclass. Just go to powerorwhatframework.com forward slash benchmark. Again, that's powerorwhatframework.com forward slash benchmark. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You know, uh, God put in my heart that for long, I need to say, you know, do something like when it comes to the health, when it comes to the exercise and nutrition, uh, because I got asked all the time uh, about like, you know, Kelly, how do you maintain fit and all that type of the, the, the questions. But since I'm not expert, so I need to find an expert to answer all those questions. So before we get there, though, in the introduction, uh, I already, you know, that uh, the audience know how awesome you are. But we always love to hear from your own mouth. So would you please share with us that a little bit of your journey that uh, how did you actually decide to become an entrepreneur? Because we knew that you originally you uh, you were a nurse. Sure. Yes. So I was a registered nurse for six years. And while I was working as a nurse, a few things happened that I think collided to push me into entrepreneurship. One was that I was going through my own fitness and health journey. I was struggling with gaining and losing the same, you know, 10 to 20 pounds. So I was on that journey of really understanding optimal amounts of exercise, what types of exercise to do that would change my body, also how to fuel my body and really understanding nutrition. I also was dealing with the fact that nursing was not the fullest expression of my God-given gifts. And now I'm so much clearer on my gift from God and what that is and what that looks like. And Um, So I was like not really living in my purpose or my gifts as a nurse, even though I was somebody who loved helping others heal and improve their lives. I was not fully expressing my gifts in nursing. And so those two forces came together. So it was both my own journey of struggling with my fitness and my health and my weight loss. And then my dissatisfaction as a nurse that came together to drive me into the marketplace as an entrepreneur. That is so awesome to hear. And uh, um, so, you know, when I, every time I watch your Instagram content and I just, you know, always put a smile, you know, either on my heavy face or in my heart because um, I'm the age of 54. And I think in last six, seven years that God really uh, led me on the journey of uh, pay a whole lot more attention uh, when it comes to nutrition and, you know, uh, diet, exercise, everything, because, you know, body is changing. Uh, we like you or not, aging is happening. <laughs> we like you or not. And, and I think, though, uh, a lot of information out there, but we know that they are, there are so many, you know, a myth and mistakes you know, just not the right information out there. Because personally, I try so many different ways. You know, people say you shouldn't eat 
carb or you shouldn't eat this or you should eat this and that and stuff like that. So today, actually, I kind of consulted a couple of questions. And I think that uh, for those of you that you are listening to this podcast or watching us video in YouTube, uh, I hope this will serve you. Uh, because in the end of the day, we, all, we know that you know, our body is a temple of God. And especially if you are called to business mountain, you know, your mental bandwidth is pretty much is a, one of the most sacred thing that you have, right? So, Heather, if I ask you, say, what are some three to five common myths uh, or lies uh, about nutrition, especially for women, for us, because a lot of my audience, they are 40 years old and above. And we're dealing with you know, crazy hormones and stuff like that, right? So can you kind of tell us a little bit what are some three to five common myths about? Sure, definitely. So I am 40 going on 41. And so I'm also really committed to aging well and navigating the different phases of life with grace, right? Like not resisting the changes that happen to us because that's like how our bodies are designed. That's just the state of living in a fallen world, right? There's decay and death and disease, but how can we navigate that with as much grace as possible? And there's a few myths out there. So the, the, one of the myths I see a lot of women over 40 fall into is it's my hormones. Okay. So my hormones are the reason that I can't lose fat. Um, and, and I've actually worked with quite a few women over the age of 50, even 60 year olds. And they were referred to me by OBGYNs who, you know, they, this client went to the OBGYN thinking, Hey, it's my hormones. Is it my hormones? And hormone panels were normal. And when she came to me, it was like, no, it's your nutrition. So one, I'd say thinking it's your hormones. Can hormones play a part? For sure. And I'm not negating that. But ascribing all of the causality to your fat loss struggles or your energy struggles to your hormones is an error. Another myth or error that people make is um, thinking that they need to eat less. So I see a lot of women fall into this myth that less is more. I've also noticed a lot of women who are 50 and above because they're kind of Gen X to baby boomers, right? They, they were really steeped in negative diet culture from the 50s and 60s, right? Like Twiggy, the Twiggy model, the Twiggy look, um, and then like kind of the 80s diet culture, the aerobics movement like all of the thin ideals that were in fashion magazines at that time. So a lot of older, a lot of younger women now understand that less is not more food because they've seen so much content on YouTube and Instagram. But I've noticed this older generation of women because they weren't exposed to this type of content from a young age, they still have these old beliefs. Like I need to eat less food. Now, your basal metabolic rate does decrease as you age. So you need to find, I call it your sweet spot with the amount of food you're eating, but less is not always more. And then another error that people make with their nutrition is they don't eat enough protein. So women who are over age 35, all older adults, but women who are over the age of 35, and if you're over 35, you're included in this older adults category now, but we actually need more protein and um, greater protein doses at a time in order to turn on muscle protein synthesis and fight what's called anabolic resistance. As we age, your body goes through something called anabolic resistance, which is a resistance to building muscle tissue. 
And, you know, I was a nurse for six years. I worked in the ER for three years and I saw so many elderly patients who were so frail, who were so debilitated because they were not strong enough. They lacked quadriceps strength. So they couldn't stand up off a bedside commode by themselves. They couldn't push themselves up in bed. They had no abdominal strength to like rotate their body. And so I witnessed this year after year. And I, I think it's so important that women understand also that aerobics is not necessarily the best thing to do for your body as you age. It's really weightlifting, walking, and some yoga. And you can throw a little hit in there. But if your goal is fat loss and muscle growth and um, really aging well, then you're going to want to focus on strength, um, like normal uh, quality of life through walking, right, which fulfills so many tasks of living and then flexibility. And those three things are really core. So I'd say those are some of like the core myths. Another myth would be like, don't eat carbs or carbs are bad, things like that. Yeah. Um I mean, I don't know. I, I know already I got to go back and I got to take a lot of notes on, on what she just said. Um, one of the thing is, I love what you mentioned about the protein. So I'm sure that uh, some of the audience now, they, got, they have this question in mind now. So, okay, so Heather, I'm busy. I'm building my business. Okay, would you please just tell me how I should plan my meal? Let's say, in a week, uh, how much protein? That uh, how much protein? The the percentage wise against other stuff uh, against carb or against fat or against other things or fiber. That's another thing. I think a lot of women uh, have uh, uh, hammers in this in this age and beyond. I know, huh? It started getting graphic, guys. But this is a real thing. We need to deal with. Okay, so just bear with us. So Heather, just tell us, in, I know everybody is different, but in general rules, and by the way, you guys should know that how much I love about Heather now, right? So you just, you guys just need to go, go to her, go, go to figure out you guys, the individual needs. But in here, in this podcast episode, we just want to talk about, general speaking, what are some great tips when we plan our weekly meal in our, uh, as a businesswoman? Sure. So I'll address the protein question first, and then I'll address some of the like meal planning kind of tips for busy entrepreneurs, if that works. So for protein, what I recommend is that all women get at least 100 grams a day. It's super easy to remember. It's super simple. And just there's something very satisfying about hitting that triple digits. Like you've overcome that threshold. Like who wants to be at like 95 or 97? No, I want to be at a hundred, right? Like psychologically, it's like a hundred percent, a hundred on a test. It's like you got an A, right? So um, it's also super easy to remember. So aim for a hundred grams of protein per day. This also will start to fulfill that threshold that you need as an older adult to turn on muscle protein synthesis. So the research really supports that having a dose of 35 to 45 grams of protein at a meal is what turns on muscle protein synthesis in the older adult. You need a higher dose at the meal to turn it on. So if you're eating like 18 grams of protein or 20 grams of protein, it's sort of some piddly amount of protein, you're not turning on muscle protein synthesis. Now, what can happen as an older adult is your appetite can decrease and you may not feel as hungry 
and you protein is also satiety creating, meaning it makes you feel full. So it may feel more difficult to, to eat more protein, but you just have to, you have to do it. You have to push yourself. Um, and you have to find the types of protein that you enjoy eating. So try to divide your protein up into at least three meals. So if you can hit 30 to 30, if you can hit 35 grams of protein three times a day, you will hit your, um, you will hit your target for the day, or you could alternatively do like four meals of 25. If it's easier for you to eat a little bit less, it, it won't have as great an effect at turning on muscle protein synthesis, but it's still valuable. But um, I'm sorry. So, uh, Hannah, just a quick question then it's, um, different formats of protein. Is that, does that matter? Let's say, you know, some are protein shakes, some are, let's say I, I eat an egg, cook egg. Yeah. Great question. And no, it doesn't matter. You can have plant, you can be a vegan, you can be a vegetarian, you can be an omnivore, you can be a pescatarian. So there's many different forms of protein, both plant-based and animal-based. It doesn't matter what kind that you get. We see great muscle building in vegan athletes. We also see it in carnivores. So the most important thing is that you're really pushing the amount of protein total. If you're trying to build muscle, then you also need to apply stimulus. There's some interesting research though, that even without any type of weightlifting stimulus, people who like ate enough food actually built muscle. So that kind of contradicts some of our original thoughts about muscle building that you always have to have a training stimulus. Um, and then when it comes to eating well as a busy entrepreneur, you know, I've both experienced being very busy as an ER nurse. So I would often work like two to three, 12 hour shifts in a row. So I would have to have like all my food planned. They were exhausting shifts, very physical work. Um, but then I transitioned into entrepreneurship and because I'm bent a little more workaholic vibe, I have a tendency to sometimes, or I had a tendency to sacrifice my own needs at times as I was building my business. So I come at it from both of those perspectives. And there's a core thing that I keep coming back to when it comes to being an entrepreneur. If you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, you have no issue probably planning intentionally for your business. Or maybe, maybe you do have some issues planning. But in general, I find that successful women would never dream of showing up to a meeting unprepared. They would never dream of showing up to a sales call with a client unprepared. They would never dream of getting up on stage and speaking to an audience unprepared. But when it comes to their nutrition and fitness, it's like all of their skills of planning and preparation just vanish. And they're just like a little blob of like confusion. I don't know what to do, right? And, and it just blows my mind. I'm like, you are a successful, powerful woman. What is happening here? <laughs> Okay, guys, I'm just laughing because, you know, I, I put in the speaker view for her because I don't want you guys to see my face. I was just laughing and laughing because I, I so can relate. You know, I was guilty of this like seven years ago, you know, uh, that on my calendar full of other stuff, but there is no like a workout. There's no meal planning and stuff like that. And so, well, then, then you wonder what's the result, right? Um, yeah. so, so and this think, is so good. Yeah. And I think people like, look, so there's some people who would just prefer to take a pill to be able like, if you can make the food pill and be done with it and you don't have to eat constantly, that'd be great. Right. And then some of us like me, like I love food. So I'm excited to eat each meal that I get to eat throughout the day. 
But I do understand that it can be an interruption. If you are focused in your work and your job, it can feel like irritating almost to have to stop and eat. Um, but you have to understand that that's the way God's designed your body. Like your liver actually depletes of glycogen after three to five hours. You are not a bear. You are not designed to like eat a meal and hibernate for six months. Like God designed you to eat every few hours. I think God designed us that way to make sure that we were resting and we were remembering how dependent we are on him, right? Every time you eat, you remember how dependent you are on your creator for survival. And then you, it also forces you potentially back into relationship with other people to have to stop and eat and connect. So I think while it can occur to you like an irritation to have to stop your workflow to eat, remembering one, that's the way you're designed. Two, it's important to take breaks. And three, it's just the reality that you're dealing with. It kind of helps you confront it. I, it's like we've, we've almost like been like, what, I have to eat? You know, and it's like, yeah, you, you do. <laughs> like, welcome to reality. Yeah, and of course, I think... Um... Nowadays, obviously, people also talking about fasting, right? Uh, you know, all doing kind of fasting out there. And um, um, for limited time today, but I want to just kind of ask Heather, because I think some of people there, since we are so excited to talk about eating, but I'm sure some people are thinking about, well, how about fasting? Especially the, the all different kind of fasting out there we're talking about. And in, yeah, biblical principle, there are times that, you know, we we fast, right? There's, there's three three things. You give, you you fast, and then you pray, right? These are three very uh, a strong, um, uh, very powerful spiritual weapons that God had given to us. But uh, in today, in I want Heather to talk about more like in the nutrition standpoint. Uh, sure. What is your take about fasting? So let's just zoom out for a minute. Whenever we are discussing a nutritional philosophy or protocol, the most important thing is to zoom out and ask, what is my goal? What is the goal that I'm trying to achieve? Because it's very easy to lose sight of your goal and then just latch on to any trend or thing that you hear and think that's the solution. So if your goal is fat loss and weight loss, fasting is not necessary for that. The research indicates that there's really no difference between what's called continuous energy restriction and intermittent energy restriction. And if you are eating the same amount of calories, it actually doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're eating them in a 14 hour window of time or a six hour window of time. What matters is the total amount that you're eating. So the research has really debunked it being like hugely useful for, for weight loss. And for me, I'm always, I'm always about what's the easiest thing we can do. Like if we don't have to fast, then why do it? And I think it also encourages us to disconnect from our bodies at time. Personally, I wake up starving every morning. I am ready to eat. I eat two breakfasts, one like at 6 a.m. and another post-workout. I'm always hungry in the morning. Now, if you just feel better eating a little bit later, that's okay too. Although for fat loss, there's a correlation between maintaining your weight and eating breakfast. Not necessarily a causal relationship, but there is a correlation between those two. So for fat loss, 
Fasting is not necessary. If it makes you feel good, if it boosts your energy, if it improves your mental clarity, go for it. There is some research too that fasting can potentially help with like metabolic syndrome. If you have like a severe hormone, a severe metabolic condition, but again, the science is new. It's emerging. I'm all about helping women lose fat in a sustainable way. So I'm not about fads. I'm not about restriction. Another thing to remember is that you already do. So there's a difference between intermittent fasting and time restricted feeding. What most people call intermittent fasting is actually time restricted feeding. And that's where you only eat between say like 10 AM and 6 PM, or you, you, you eat from 12 PM to 8 PM. Intermittent fasting is eating no food for like 24, 48 hours, 72 hours. Okay. So time restricted feeding, guess what? You already do it every night. It's called sleeping. God already designed you to do time-restricted feeding. So if you have dinner at 6.30 and you don't eat again until 7.30 the next morning, guess what? You just did a 13-hour fast. So again, I, I, that's my opinion on fasting. It's not necessary for fat loss or weight loss. If it makes you feel better, have mental clarity, you can do it. But it's not, it's not this like mirror. It's not mana from heaven. <laughs> yeah, well... You guys, if you guys think about I'm a straight shooter, how about Haler, right? <laughs> so it's true. And that's why I want to get her on this podcast to talk about this. Um, well, Heather, uh, to wrap it up this episode, I think you guys can figure out already, we can sit here to speak with her another three hours, no problem at all, but uh, we won't do it. So um, mindset, I want you to touch about mindset. Uh, when a lot of, a lot of us, you know, when you come to, oh, you know, cause I need to, let's say we need to feel good, look good. And, or let's say when the imposter syndrome hitting, when we see other people's account, how they look like or whatever, all different kind of reason. Right. Um, I want you to maybe talk a little bit about the relationship between the mindset and when you come to the individual, the health goal. Sure. I love this. I love approaching it too from a Christian perspective. So I think that it's so important that we, like all things in life, take the middle way so that we don't ascribe our worth and our value to our appearance as women, to our bodies. We don't have to show off our bodies or like dress immodestly or feel this pressure to reveal ourselves in ways that might make us feel self-conscious of our bodies, but are also potentially modest. Um, but I think it's just really important to understand and remember, okay, yeah, my worth like does not come from my appearance as a woman. That said, I think the flip side, and I see people who say they're a Christian go the other way and neglect their bodies and abuse their bodies and do not treat their body like a temple and engage in gluttony and and not deal with like that core sin that they're engaging in, that they have a gluttonous heart. They have a gluttonous stomach. They're not looking to God to fill those core emotional needs they have. And so there's kind of these two extremes we can swing between. And, and even if you're not Christian, you can swing between these two things really easily. And so I think it's important to like find that middle way. Like how can you nourish your body so that you do feel your best in your skin um, you can feel pride in yourself. You can be um, your most beautiful uh, partner to your husband. 
you can be a good role model for other women, but you also aren't, you're not worshiping at the idol of appearance or sex appeal, but you're also not like shying away from that. You are a physical creature. God made you with a body and the body is important. It's the temple of the spirit. It also allows you to be like the hands and uh, feet, right? The body of Christ. It allows you to serve other people. When you are well physically, you can make an impact on others and help people um, perhaps in a, in a more efficient way. And so I think that's one of the mindset things that I really strive to help all of my clients develop is like no extremes. Let's get away from all or nothing black and white thinking and just remembering that it does make a difference how you take care of yourself, um, you know, now and I think in eternity too. Yeah, I, I love what you just say. And then I think, you know, a lot of times when we see a lot of information online and then the commercial are very extreme, right? They say, oh, you must do this way and then look at all these results and all that type of things. Obviously, you know, we know that we need to discern about it. So Heather, we surely will put all the goodies and links, everything in the show notes, but just tell us now verbally that if uh, any entrepreneur that would like to work with you or get more information about you, where can they go? Yes. So the best place to connect with me is on Instagram because I do regular video trainings and post all of my best content there. So it's one of the best places to just come into my ecosystem, learn from me, learn about my philosophy, see if it aligns for you. Um, And then you can all, and that's at Heather McConaughey on Instagram. You can also visit my website, but I would say Instagram is the best place to connect with me. Yeah. We surely put her Instagram in the show notes as well. Heather, thank you. Thank you so much today for so much value to me personally and also my audience as well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. How did you enjoy the episode? I hope that you do take notes and start to apply it. Start to research about what diet, what kind of exercise is good for you and take action upon it. For me personally, there's not such a thing called New Year resolution, but it's more like what I can do to consistently improve my overall wellness level. Because let's be honest, you know, to run a business, it's not easy. It requires a higher level of mental bandwidth, also physical fitness, right? Also, if you do enjoy this episode, we will really appreciate that you can leave a review in the Apple Podcast. That will really serve a dose of fresh blessing to me and my team. Thank you so much in advance. I will see you in the next episode. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment? Just drop a review on Apple Podcast. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellyballer.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode.
Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.